Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from Upstairs Studio. I'm here with Lisa, the ooey gooey lady Murphy. Say hello, Lisa. There's Lisa. She's trying to fix my hat. She's trying to fix her hat. And sitting in for Danita, who's taking care of her sick daddy, is my, uh, well, she'll she'll be with us soon, is my lovely wife, Tasha. Hi, Tasha. Aloha. Today, we are talking about continuity of care. I can't get continuity of my ears. You can't get continuity of ears, let alone care. (laughs) And so... Under the hat. Under the hat. And so continuity of care, what is it? My definition of continuity of care is that the same group of of adults or group or adult would be working with that child from the time they entered the program, which in reality would be like, you know, what, six, eight weeks old until they're about three. And which happens organically in that's that's kind of a human. It's kind of a human family thing. And it happens naturally in family child care. It doesn't happen as much in center-based care. No, it has to no. be definitely an intentional choice. I don't hear myself, just so you know. Do you hear yourself now? Oh, there, I hear her better. I, and that's, yeah, I, yeah. Hear, I hear you better now, too. Okay. And so... It has... I think it has to be... Yeah, I sound really echoey. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden, she's back there mind. again. Well... Hold on. Did I mess something up? I don't know. You sound real good over here. Oh, thank you. She just you. sounds far away over here. Well, when you talk, the lines go up and down. Okay, so it's working. <laughs> maybe my ears, maybe they're better. I don't know. All I, Do I need to label yours like Danita's? All I know is Danita, the, right ear. Right ear, left ear. The only thing oh, I know no. about this is if the lines go up and down, then we're recording. That's oh, all okay. I know. Um, I think in a center, it has to be very intentional, oh, and the people involved in it need to want to do it. Because the idea, mm-hmm. in theory, is that you're with this child until they kind of make that transition into maybe what you would call that that preschool age room. So during that zero to three time frame, they have that same primary caregiver, caregiver mm-hmm. the whole time. And I think it's a fantastic idea, but it, it again, it happens organically in a family child care environment. And the, the reason this is a good thing is because there's that bonding that's taking place. Oh, there's that the you're in tune the with the child. You know and, the, mm-hmm. the ins, the, the outs, child the knows you. And, they, they're being responded to. And so is there is there any research saying this is a good thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, can I quote it? I can bring it up online right now, but... It's it's abundant. It, it is abundant, and and yet is it is continuity is it of practice? is continuity of care mandated in any place? No, no, because usually the people who make those mandates probably aren't, and I'm and I'm guessing might not even know what the phrase means. Yeah, I, and I know in I think it was what was it Indiana a couple of years ago? It was it was recommended. Oh really? But not I think they backed off, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it, it was it was something they wanted to, but then at the Who's last they? the state the people okay. that make the rules. I think at the at the at the last minute it was backed off from it was going to be a mandated thing, but then it was a recommendation instead because it was going to be too complicated well, to do that. So there's there's some universities around university programs around that are doing it. There's some other other programs that are around that are making it work. But it, I mean, scheduling continuity of care is a difficult thing because some people are baby people and some mm-hmm. people are toddler people. And that but makes I it very also, difficult. I also think that that is sometimes a pigeonholed self kind of imposed limitation. 
You know, oh yeah, and, yeah, and, of and course. After having doing this, been doing this for for quite some time, we get locked and loaded on thinking, oh, you know, I'm really good with babies. Well, you know, you probably are, and. Uh, you're probably going to be really good. That's really good. <laughs> this is good um, wine, people. It comes with a fancy netting. <laughs> We're it's, so easily it's distracted. In. Take your riddle in tomorrow. <laughs> it, I think it's weird. My brain goes so much faster than my mouth can go. If, if I'm looking at somebody who is a self-professed infant person, mm-hmm. my guess would be is that if they're – yes, I get that. I get that they get babies. They also probably are getting those particular four babies that are with them, ideally two. But, you know, let's be realistic, four to six. You, you're getting those kids, which means that when those kids are two or even 10 months, 12 months, 18 months – 24 months, you're still going to be able to get them because you know them. So I think there's a, it's almost like scaffolding in the sense that as the supervisor or as the boss or as the director, it's going to be my job to assist these staff members in seeing what they can do on their own and what they're able to do with assistance, right? Which is essentially ZPD. So it's my job, zone of proximal development, that's Vygotsky. So it's my job as a supervisor to assist them to scaffold their growth to see that they can work with a toddler. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just, I only work with babies, but, but there's, there still needs to be that desire to want to be willing to give it a go. Yeah. And that want to be willing is the, is the big thing. It is huge. Yeah. And if they're paired with someone who isn't necessarily a baby person is more of a toddler person, they can, Help each other. Exactly. Also. Which is even more vigorous. Oh, yes. that, that you can be scaffolding from a peer and not just that mm-hmm. adult or or authority figure. I, I think I, I think there is room for conversation. If if you get if you're interviewing for a job and they lay it on the table that continuity of care is what we do here, that you are going to be with this group mm-hmm. of children and you're gonna be the one to grow and you're gonna need to modify the room as the kids get older, and you choose to take on that challenge then I think you have a responsibility to kind of stick yes. with it. Oh, definitely. If it is something that your program maybe potentially is changing their mind on and give it a go. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly saying that give it a go, you know, be open-minded. And at the same time, if you know that this is just not something you're going to be able to get behind mm-hmm. with all the love in my heart, I'm telling you that you might need to remove yourself from this situation because we know that having that primary caregiver is in the highest and best interest for the children. So if you are potentially going to, oh, this sounds so bad, but get in the way of that, then you need to remove yourself from this decision that this program is making. Yeah. I would think, I don't know. Maybe. And so, so when we talk about best practice is continuity of care, Best practice for early learning programs. Absolutely, and and I and I and I agree with you. Um, I I, just a quick example of it happened happened today in our house. Um, Earlier today, one of our former child care children, Lily. Who turned? You talk about Lily. I Aww. love, I love my Lily. Um, Lily's one of those girls, I mean, even her family, who can just show up at her house anytime they want to. She, it doesn't matter. She yeah. she turned six yesterday. Uh, we volunteered in her kindergarten class yesterday afternoon. We walked her outside to meet her mom after school. She had a loose tooth. Oh. 
um, I said, I'll give you a dollar Did if I can pull, pull it? it out. And she said, put it okay. In a jar. Her, her mom, <laughs> this is her mom, her mom tried to pull it out the night before and, and she was, she was like, she wanted it pulled out, but she was like, ah, and mom was like, oh, I can't. And then so I just like yanked it and, and it bled a little bit. And I said, here's the dollar. I said, I'd give you a dollar if I could pull it out. Anyway, um, today she had her birthday party at our house because mom, they live kind of out and it was just easier to do it here. And, and, and this is where Lily has played her whole life. And so Lily shows up, her family shows up, and that's all great. And and then Emma shows up. Emma is one of our other kids. And, and Lily grew up together. They've, they've both been with us since infants. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Emma. We closed our program last spring. I haven't seen her in six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And she started. came in and I got a I got a nod. Oh, oh the, the chin. I got I got the chin thing and 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 I thought, well, what's going on here? But she just settled back in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and she started playing like she had never, left. like she'd never yeah. left. Yeah. And that is the relationship. And that is the value of the continuity. She knew this was a safe place to play. She knew this was a place that she could make a mess and she could play and she could be rambunctious if she well, needed to do cute. and her all those kind of things. Her knowing, knowing it was at our house that Jeff and Tasha's oh, that funny. I won't put her anything fancy because I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, because so. <laughs> her mom and I had that, have had that conversation for years. And so she just settled right back in. And I think that continuity of care is 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 all about that that settling in. Trust. It's yes. that trust, that respect, that, that, that knowing what you're going to get out of the environment. I think then the children can then relax and then they're able to go about the business of being three. Yeah. And they're not having to worry about your mood or what the rules are going to be today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. And 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 I, and I think I, I think I might have mentioned touched on this in a previous episode, but I'm going to do it again because we had a, a girl on our program uh years ago, mom and dad thought it was was beneficial for her to head off to preschool. <sighs> and we weren't fans of that, oh. but you know, we Okay, we love the family, mm-hmm. and and so we start. We start, that starts happening. She's with us for a couple of days a week. She's at preschool for another couple of days, and she goes to preschool, and and, and well, she, she cries did. every day. Dad, dad, dad told me her how cried every time. How he how he'd sit and I mean literally banging his head on the steering wheel because he just felt terrible leaving her there because she didn't want to be there because she didn't know anybody there. It's a new environment, and she was, so she's there for a couple of weeks, and she just starts settling in, and she has a birthday. It gets moved to the next room. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly of course. You had a birthday now. Because yes. there's no continuity of care there. And so she moves into a new room with new kids and new caregivers, and it all starts over again. And so stress. It is stress. easy. Stress. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and it, so it's easy. It's easier for us adults. They have a birthday, move to the next room. That makes sense for us adults. But it doesn't make sense. For the children, and when we are setting up our programs, we need to, do we need to be mindful of what the adults need or of what the children need? A balance of both, but I'd say lean lean further on the kids. And I yesterday I was in Flint, Michigan, and I did the multiple intelligences workshop. And, and that's the takeaway from it, is that we need to be stretching ourselves mm-hmm. to meet the children wherever they Step are. Step out our we, comfort zones exactly, a little bit. Mm-hmm. We need to be the ones that are doing those accommodations. We're, you know, we're adults, we're not. I, I am. I am an adult. <laughs> it is not up to the three-year-old to make accommodations for me to make my job or life easier. It well, is yeah, my job. I don't job. have the experience to know what you want. 
and nor I do yeah. I think it's even really appropriate uh, no, on any no. developmental level no. at, at, at all. It's it's my job to mm-hmm. make those accommodations for the for the child. And so, how did we get to this place in early well, learning well, where this is the standard? I, you know, and, and I'm not sure, and, and I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I had a thought going before you just <laughs> okay, answered that ahead. question. Is when I owned my center. Okay, so I've done family child care, as you all know. So I had that kind of. Yeah. They were all together anyway, you know, and they had me from six weeks until they went on to kindergarten. In a, in the center, I took everything I loved about family child care and blended it with everything I loved about center-based teaching. And what I did is I pushed the mixed age groupings, which is the closest I could come to continuity of care. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we've talked about this. Maybe we have. I don't know if we have or have not. So I I pushed it, which meant if legally I could have – Six-week-olds until 18-month-olds in the same room, then that's what we did. And the 18-month-olds to the 36, three-year-olds were in the same room. And then the threes, fours, and fives were all in the same. And that was the closest I could get mm-hmm. to true continuity of care because then that child was going to be in that room. So For the teachers, of time the, and they get to the know each other. The teachers had to make those accommodations. Oh, but no, they need to move. Well, who told you that? You know, where is it written that it is in the highest and best interest of a child to be moving every six months or every year? Because it's not. I always default, I think, and I can't say always, but I default back to what a a natural home family environment, you know, looked like and smelled like and sound like. And that's Mm -hmm. not even like with the filter of family childcare. That's just like, what, what do you got going on there? Free to oh, learn. I love that book. Somebody posted today on Facebook that they wanted to create their own <coughs> Sudbury school, and I said, "Well, let's do it." I just, I just wanted to be able to mention this book in a minute. I'm sorry, I had to get up there and go get it. Yeah, because he didn't take his riddle. You I didn't take. You couldn't make a note and show me. And um, no, because um, I think a lot, of, a lot of that goes back to here. Because, because what what Dr. Peter Gray talks about in here is he gets into a lot of the anthropology of what he, childhood throughout history and through most of history. We never said, "I'm sorry, you're four. You need to go play over there." Absolutely, it was kids in multi age groups hanging Learning out with the, the same other. kids that they've known their whole lives. We talked about the this same yesterday. adults yes. they've known their whole lives. And and that's how it happened. And we got to this point where if you if you turn one, you move into this room, and you turn two, yeah, you I move into this room. Th- th- I don't know where well, that. What came about from? Those I, I, licensing regs? Well, no. Maybe. Here's where it came from. It no, came from yeah. the school system. It came from our factory right. model school system, mm-hmm. which is outdated. Which yes. and and so we took the, you, your first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. We pushed that down into into the preschool room. But the problem is. Three-year-olds are not four-year-olds and five-year-olds. Six-year-olds, three-year-olds are three-year-olds. And, and, and but what do we know developmentally, too, about that whole two years up and two years down? Oh. Which is something I haven't really touched on in a, in a while. But mm-hmm. So when I would go out on the road and I'd be like pushing for mixed age groupings, which is sometimes the closest you can get to continuity of care, yeah. right, in a center oh, yes. base. Absolutely. Yes. And people are like, oh, no, 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 this is the three-year-old room. Well, developmentally, as we all know— just because it says three-year-olds on the door doesn't mean you have actions, language, and behavior two years down and two years Mm -hmm. up. So whether you're a mixed age grouping environment or not, you are a mixed age grouping. Yes. You still need to be able and ready to meet a child wherever they are, which I guess, and and I got to own it, I guess is a lot harder than what my gut feels like it needs to be. It, does that? I, it seems like it's some. Do we make it harder? We, I think than we it needs make it harder, and I think part of that is because of licensing regulations and different age. I think some. I think there's a there's a bureaucracy out there that wants it to be harder because it gives them a reason for existence. 
Does it also give people room to sell you different things? Oh, yeah, of course. Oops. Of course. Four. Here's some yeah. stuff. For the threes. For the, the threes, threes. And, and here's the some stuff for the fours. fours. And this mm-hmm. different stuff over here is for the toddlers. And and so there's 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 a market out there for that. Just like there's the first grade textbook and the second grade textbooks and the third grade textbooks. And so there, there's there's that. Um, but I think the whole the whole idea of childhood and the whole process of early learning we've made more complicated yeah, than, than it, it needs, than to, it be. needs yeah. to be, than it really is. Than it ever was. I mean, we we were well. You were <laughs> cooking earlier tonight. Lisa Lisa shows oh. up to podcast and she cooks. She takes and, the kitchen over, which is wonderful. And oh. and my little granddaughter, my bunny, is running around, and and the language is going on there, and and all that, and it's just natural and it's free flowing. It's what humans have done as long as we've been humans, but now we've we've complicated we've it, marketed it. Well, yeah, yeah, we've created this Something bureaucracy else around to it, sell. and uh, and it, it's 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 really messed. It's messed things up a bit. And so if a program is structurally – and we'll say family child care, they're ca- actually – continuity yeah, of care of is given. there. You're kind of a given. And you so the, still struggle with some I, of the mixed age issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cha- it's, it's challenges. Yeah, when it you want When you want to do Play-Doh and you've got five-year-olds and you've got one-year-olds and – But, you know, let's talk about this for okay. a minute. You do need to pause. Oh no, go! You're good. I'm just gritting my wine. <laughs> and and maybe this is going to tick somebody off or offend somebody or something. But you know, oh good. You know, I used my high chairs and I used my play pens and porta cribs as like tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, we would be outside and the babies would roll around in the grass all day and all that time. But I mean, if the olders were going to do something that potentially was going to put one of the youngers in harm's way, which really never really happened. You know, I would, the olders would be sitting at the table doing Play-Doh to your example, but then the babies would be in a high chair and, and they would be doing something with us. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think sometimes, and I'm not a fan of keeping kids contained and clearly everybody knows that, but I also think that we've made certain things out to be like bad guys, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with the babies hanging out in a high chair for, you know, some time while the old the regulations too. It says they can be up. And I I get that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it's because somebody left a kid in there for a day and a half, you know, I mean, and I don't think we, we recalibrate for the fact that there was one bad apple, Mm -hmm. but if the olders are sitting at the table doing finger painting or something like that, which clearly is not something that the infants are going to be able to do or whatever, but I'll put them in the high chair and give them something to do as well. So, I so would, they're part of the group. They're still part of the group, but I would be using mm-hmm. that, not abusing Very good. that yes. tool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have been known to put a baby out in the, the porta crib out under the tree and while the other kids are playing baseball or something like that. And, you know, you check. Do you see where oh, yeah. I'm going oh, with yeah. this? It's like you use some of those tools, mm-hmm. but um, sorry, there's a wig in my hair. That's, <laughs> the mouth that's bothering me. But. Once again, you have a couple pe- people, people or whatever mm-hmm. who've used, used it or abused it and, and you know, left a baby in there all darn day, which is completely inappropriate. And it kind of spoils yep. using a tool when it might go. be appropriate every now and again. See, even just saying that, I'm worried that people are like, oh, my God, Lisa Murphy said I can leave the baby in the porta crib. Oh, no. Yes, no, not really. I, no. I, did I say that? Yes. Did it, but, but really hear the intention behind how that was, I was in the same room, you know, we were all still there, but I didn't want the baby getting smacked with a softball. So the baby was in the porta crib, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, but you make some of that happen. The olders would do something a little bit more elaborate while the babies were napping. And when the babies were awake, well, then that's why your basic things in the environment shouldn't be special treats because 
while the babies then are getting that one-on-one attention, the older should be able to be like navigating the block area without you having to hover. And they should be able to navigate the art area Mm -hmm. without you having to hover, which they're not going to be able to do if you're the keeper of all that stuff. Does that make sense? So the olders are exploring the room while I'm giving this to the infants. Mm -hmm. And then while the infants are on the floor or in the high chair, then the olders are getting the kids, but it's, it's yes. And it's that balance of knowing that Mm -hmm. right now you get this from me. And right now you get this from me. Yes. Yeah, well, and, and, and no, no, I, I get it. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But in our program, um, Lily and Emma, when they were infants, they were on the floor in sure. the playroom. Or and, they're on me. Or they're on the yeah, floor. Yeah. I loved wearing two at a time on the, on the ramp. Yeah, and, 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 and part of that content, well, well, we'll do a whole episode on this. We'll do an episode of the mixed age groups. But part of that for, for the bigger kids was learning, be careful, there's a baby over there. Yes. Like the cats in your kitchen that I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Careful, exactly. you might step on one of them. If you step on one, they'll move out of the way quicker. Yeah. You know, they'll the cats, we're talking about the, the cats. cats. I mean, well, podcast, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I'm kind of the same way about the grandbaby being back in the house because we got. I was. We had a couple months where we weren't used to that, and, and now she's back, and now I got to. Yeah, she's she's all over the place now, and it's just she's all over the place. <laughs> she's nonstop. The whole but place. She's darn cute, and <laughs> and so we we need to be mindful of that. And now now family child care naturally continuity mm-hmm. care. You're in the family child care. You worth that caregiver for X and, number and of years. And once again, for those of you who are listening, continuity of care as a definition, and I could Google something and find you something more academic, but the idea being that that same primary caregiver is staying with the child for an extended length of time, which happens organically in family child care and, 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 and in families and in families. I mean, that's exactly, which is why I'm a, such an advocate for mixed age grouping. Cause that's what we did for millennia, which goes back to, to here, that book. I also want to acknowledge something, take a breath. Mm-hmm. The, one of the reasons I think that this is sometimes a struggle to implement, to change your mind in, in a center is because there is, we got to own this. There is an element of, I don't have to deal with him next year. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I understand that. There too. is that element of passing the kid, kid on, on that just. When really, if we turn the mirror inward and do the work that is required, we realize that we're the ones that need to grow to meet the kid wherever they have evolved to during their time with us. So as much as I know that one kid challenges us and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait till he goes to the teacher next door. <laughs> well, the flip side of that. There were times when you didn't have that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that, I don't have to deal with them next year, is that the longer you deal with them, the more you, get you know, know them. them and the easier <laughs> it gets. And you learn, you, you learn, you learn, you learn, yeah, actually with their language mm-hmm. and, and you're, you're more tuned in, you're more focused. You can tell by the look in their eyes that they're ready to do something that you don't want them to do or that they're ready for whatever they need to get to the next thing that they're interested in. And, and, and the dance becomes a little bit easier because mm-hmm. that, lo- that relationship has been, been longer. And now we're back to relationships. And, and it all goes. And we talked in the last episode about how we could narrow everything, the 68 things we got on that board over there down. To, to, to five or six key be concepts. Thousand things pretty soon. Relationships is one of those big things. This job is about relationships. If you're an early learning caregiver, your job is about relationships. If you're a parent, your job is about relationships. And nothing is more important than that. And I don't know if we often take enough time to really, 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 really say that. 
Yeah. There, there is really nothing yeah. other than that. Yeah. And I mean, because that's, that's primarily You're compromising any opportunity to deepen and nurture a relationship with one of the kids in your care, regardless of what that means. Never, ever, ever compromise that. Because there's nothing other than that. Because it really doesn't matter how engaging your environment is or how much stuff you have on the shelves. If the mm-hmm. kids don't know that they're going to be responded to and nurtured here, none none of the crap on your shelf matters at yeah. all. And now, so if if, if people, we're, we're running out of time here, if listeners want to work more continuity of care into their program, uh, mm, where- Zero to three, I think is probably going to be a resource. Okay. I'd have to Google it to be sure. And I, and I my recommendation is is WestEd. Uh, yeah, zero to program, three. Yeah, yeah the program yeah. for infant toddler caregivers has got some great materials and, and resources and the research there. And, and I mean, it is oh, there's doable. actually, and, and I know you said you were going to go to mixed age grouping, but there's a book called the the case for yeah. mixed age grouping. It's an older book, but it's still out there. Yeah. So there are resources out there. There are programs out there doing this. And what the research says is that this is the best choice for kids. Now we just need to figure out how to make it happen in our program. And the, the reality is it is harder to staff and it is harder to budget for, and it is harder to set up the stage. It's just different. It, well, it, there, okay, you're, you're right. Harder. It's not it's harder. It's different. It's, and, yeah. and so the, mm-hmm. the difference is harder. But once you get over the difference, then it's just the it's the yeah. new the thing is going to pay. Oh, it, back. yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, and over time, I, I mean, I spent 16 years in center-based care and then we yeah. moved to family child care and that continuity of care is, is easier mm-hmm. once you, once you figure out how to make it work for you. Any closing thoughts? Are we good? I think we're good. All right. This has been another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast coming to you live from upstairs studio. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Denise, Lisa, and Jeff would love to hear from you. Leave a message at 888-401-6116 or connect online at facebook.com slash childcarebarandgrill. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. For all your wig, party, and novelty needs, check out ustoy.com the official wig sponsor of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Hey, if you want to support the show, there's a couple things you can do. You can go to iTunes and give it five stars. You can visit and comment on the Child Care Bar and Grill Facebook page. You can share the show with a friend, or you can become a patron and support us at patreon.com slash explorations.